Yeah. I love my HBCU. And bar. I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. 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 I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab. Yeah. Dr. Ville, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Charles Bishop is out on assignment, but we got Professor Drew in the building, clinical Professor Drew, as he is doing all the hard wiring and all the work in the production on the backside. And I got none other than Mike Washington. I like the uh, best you got on there, Professor Washington. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. How you doing today? Oh, I'm good, man. We're winding down this uh, to this new year, man. Lots of stuff. Yeah, it's quickly getting down. Let's see if 2022 gives us the same type of excitement as 2021. Or do we fare a little better in terms of COVID-19? I hope that continues to get better. But with that said, let me say welcome to episode 225 of Inside the HBC Sports Live radio show and podcast. The show is covering the sporting HBC diaspora. All things HBCU sports, institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, with Mike Washington, my co-host Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We are filming from our home studios and sending a signal live, Caseway Show 30 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas, uh, as we have Drew doing his thing across uh, the U.S. as well. With that being said, let me start it off with this. Again, happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. This is day five, the fifth day. We light the candle representing the principle of Nia, as you know, or purpose, as we like to better say. It encourages us to look within, not only to set personal goals, but also to choose goals that benefit our community. We believe in the financial strength and critical to be, build a successful future for Black in the community. Um, this is one United that I got this from. Certainly wanted to provide that out there. Lit the candle earlier today with my son, Deuce, uh, as we added that to our bonding ritual along with faith. So. Um, really beautiful thing as he gets into it and understands this beautiful thing there. With that being said, let me go to you, Mike, and say, hey, how's your day going? Oh, day's going great, man. Just knocking out a few odds and ends as we wind this year of our Lord 2021 down, just reflecting on what's happened, hoping that we'll see some improvements in a, in a lot of areas. Hmm. I <laughs> see if we... You know, I think we're a little bit smarter, but, you know, I don't think we're over that hurdle just yet. So, um, you know, lots of news coming about in the, on the recruiting front, on the sports side. 
Uh, you'll see uh, schools maneuvering kind of the arms race, as my, my colleague CB would talk about. The arms race continues to heat up as schools jockey themselves to get top talent. So, so lots of things still happening. And then you have changes, coaches, coaching changes that are happening in different spots and probably some that will probably come on. So lots to talk about, lots to think about. So, yeah, we're going to do a little fun, you know, after our first commercial break, we'll get into our top 10 countdown for HBC sports events of 2021. So I'm interested in that. I even snuck back to 2001, but it'll actually be the countdown for 2021, as you imagine, this year. So before I go to Drew and ask him what's going on, let me say today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. Uh, THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. As I said, this is the top 10 list. We compile it. But I did want – I'd be a little remiss if I didn't get a little bit of this shout-out in here. As we say, this is – one of the sayings that I really appreciate. I only date, debate my equals or others I teach. Dr. Henry Clark. <laughs> How uh, ironic yeah. speaking by, spoken by the uh, professor there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just had to put that on there. Uh, as we ended the year, I thought that would be a good way to pay a little homage. Kwanzaa and you putting it all together. The lecturers, people debate all this kind of stuff. That's good. That's fine. Uh, but, you know, I don't debate here. We're just going to teach. This is the lab. That's what we do. Now, we expect you to get in here and say what your thoughts are. So let me shout out, give some of these people some love. I got Brother Leon Gilmore Jr. Brother Lee is in the house. LaShawn Harris. Sister LaShawn Harris is in here. Chuck Hunt. Willie Alex Hine is always. Ricky Burton in for the weekly show. I see you, Michael Ford. Good evening to all. Thomas Edison Maddox is in here. JSU still celebrating that BCSN championship, no doubt, I'm sure. Reggie Walston, as they should. Dwight Moore, I see it. He said, nice shirt. Lee liked the shirt. Lee liked the shirt. I'm just saying it. Before I get through this, and we'll say it again at the end of the show, have a safe and happy new year. With that being said, let me get to Professor Drew. A.D. Drew, for those that don't know, of Sports Rap, BCSN, half of the team, Brian and A.D., they did a nice multi-hour show over three and a half hours of in-depth content of 2021 they went from month to month and really broke marathon. it down and then at the end yeah it was a true marathon then at the end they broke down the top, their top 10 but with that being said before we get too far into that so check that out um it is taped up there you can go to youtube my B- bcsn and check that in with that ad what are your thoughts of the day as I begin hour four of my podcasting day, <laughs> only planned on two hours, but you know we had so much content, uh, we just we just couldn't stop. And you know, we think thinking about the year twenty twenty two, we look back on twenty twenty one. First of all, happy to be here because uh, you know. Back, back at the beginning of this year, a lot of us didn't know if we were going to make it through this COVID thing. So those of us who have survived COVID, you know, we need to, we need to knock on wood and be happy that we are here. You know, I, I had a bout with COVID. I don't know if uh, you guys had a bout with COVID. Luckily, I was vaccinated, so I did not get it as bad as, uh, as some people who paid the ultimate price for getting COVID. But I want to say, you know, we're going into the year 2022. Deuces. And I want to say a double deuce 
to COVID in 2022. That's all I want to get off of right now, Doc. Let's get rid of this doggone thing so we can yeah. get back to 2019 levels. Double yeah, deuces to 22. We don't, to, to, uh, we don't run out of the Greek alphabet for him. So, <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I said this. I said this earlier. I'm gonna say it again. You know, we as black people, we love our Greeks, yeah. but I can't stand this Greek right here. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that COVID and all his variants and all those yeah. Greek letters behind his name. You ain't lying. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit of everything there. I did want to play one thing back, and throughout the show, we might throw this in the last 15 minutes as well. Y'all might have yours, but I wanted to ask this question. This whole year was fascinating because we got spring football. So we had this long football season that included the fall. So we had multiple champions this year uh, in terms of really getting into football and lathering up in different ways. As you know, Alcorn um, decided to opt out of the spring. And based on bylaws with the SWAC, they end up losing some home games. One of those home games was to Southern. Well, they'll be traveling back to Southern next year because that was really the home game. I mean, that was really the schedule rotating. This year, the game in the fall was supposed to be in Alcorn. It was in Baton Rouge. As you know, Baton Rouge won that game on a field goal at the end of the game, um, which as things played out, uh, gave Alcorn two losses instead of just the one loss. If they're at home, do they lose that game, first of all? And if they don't lose that game, they only have the one loss to Bethune-Cookman, and they beat Prairie View head-to-head. As history may have rewritten things, not only may have they have fought Alabama A&M in the spring for a championship, they could have been fighting Jackson State back-to-back games for a championship this year. Interesting how history plays out, different ways and decisions you make, how if you had the fortitude and walk forward, how things may play out. We'll never know, and it's in the history books now, that obviously Southern wins on a walk-off, the kick that was heard around the swack, and eventually was the difference in terms of the one-game lead that Prairie View had that had them playing in the championship game fascinating in so many different ways so um any thoughts on that mike how that decision of not playing in the spring could have major impact of what happened on 2020 i just like to do that sometimes as we look at one event or something like that in a year and how it may change it any any thoughts in terms of how they may have played out differently no that that that's a quite that's quite an interesting point because if that data point changes, you basically have a new tangent line going. Yeah, because um, yeah, then you know, bro, I, you I play, play a calculus. Any use a word that I understand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah, you have you know, this got to play back. Does Prairie View play any differently in terms of even yeah. going into all point in terms of that game? Do they play it any differently? Do they play Valley any differently? Because yeah. they know that the data points are different. So, yeah, you know, there's right. so many different things that start to change when you go back to the future, as they say. Uh, before we go to this break, let me get your thoughts on that, Professor Drew. Well, uh, you brought up my point. I was like, does Alabama A&M win the spring championship? That's the first question you need to ask because everybody forgets. How, how soon we forget? Alcorn was in the East. Alcorn yeah. 
own AM in the East. So does, does AM win the East? Then remember, AM only won three games in the SWAT. And number four was the forfeit to Alcorn. Yep. So does that change who Pine Bluff played in the uh in the fall, I mean, in the, in the spring championship. And I don't know who uh, Alcorn would have played in the West, but Pine Bluff may not have won the West based upon who uh, Pine, who Alcorn was supposed to play uh, in the Ain't spring. That, that's number one. That's and number two, one. number two, yes, I think it would have changed it because six road games in the SWAC? Are you serious? If Alcorn <laughs> would have won the, the West this year, you know, we talk about Jackson State, but the story would have been Alcorn with them six road games. As much yes. as as much as you talk about Jackson State, that would have been the story of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So it changes everything, even possibly your top ten list. Think that about that. You talking about a nice tease. Let me get this out of here. Dr. Roderick Holmes says, uh, this is a math professor, Texas Southern University. He said it's actually a secret line. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So this is Dr. Inside Sports Lab with Charles Bishop. Sitting in for Charles Bishop is none other than Professor Drew. With that, we'll be right back after this break. And we're going to get into the top 10 list and get your thoughts of what we do with our first 10. And we'll give you some honorable mentions as we back into our top five. Top five at the uh, second half of the show. But let's take this quick break. We'll be right back with you. Stick with us. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your fam. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. Tell everybody they can follow their dreams. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Charles Bishop is out on assignment, so we have none other than Professor Drew. I know we talk about sport management, and that's for my portfolio, if you would, in terms of everything I like to do, the business of sports. But this was funny. Dr. Holmes, you'll appreciate this. During the break, you had Mike breaking down the difference between the tangent and the secret. So, I mean, this is what happened when you have chemical engineers, mechanical engineers, mathematicians, economists, <laughs> economic majors, <laughs> even... Charles will be here with his business, physics background. Boy, I tell you, 
man, just a bunch of nerds. I love it. (laughs) 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 In the building, guys, yes, yes, we're being silly and having fun. We see, hopefully we can take this into 2022 with all things going around. Bless you all. I hope you all are enjoying uh, everything that is uh, due, due to you. And let's continue to move forward. With that, let's get into this countdown. Dr. Ville's 2021 Top 10 HBCU Sports Event. Only reason we call it Dr. Ville's name of the show, but everybody can pile in and talk about what this looks like. So I want to see what your thoughts is. Dr. Roger Holmes says he loves it. Man, these folks here. Uh, G. Boom Holly is in the house. Happy New Year's Eve, Eve, as he puts that on there. Michael Ford says, AM accounts that spring championship. Hashtag AM alone. Uh, hashtag maroon and white. No doubt, Michael Ford, we're not saying you shouldn't count. We believe that you counted. We were just having a little fun to talk about how things could have changed in this year. But no, it's in the record books. That's a black college, not only SWAC championship, national championship. Um, we got it on the books, and it is in my record books in terms of. Dr. Ville's list of championships that goes back to 2002. So you're written in the books, as they say. So don't worry about that. We're not talking about taking it back. Taking it back. Uh, you earned that and you held that. Fred Witt is in the building. Uh, Fred Witt of Winston-Salem State HBCU Heritage Center. Thanks for the great year, guys. Continue the blessings going into the new year. Keep telling the HBCU story. Be equals blessed. No doubt about it. We thank you. You continue to do the great work you're doing. And we'll get it in there. Thomas says, Maddox, no one really counts down the spring championship. Don't say that, man. That's oh, man. Say all these engineers. Ask somebody on the hill. Yeah, it always has to be somebody that didn't get the championship. Because if they got the championship, they would want everybody to talk about counting. Easy to say that when you didn't win it. Uh, average rate of change or instantaneous rate of change. Oh, now he's he getting ugly. We're going to lose everybody. We keep this up. With that being said, honorable mentions. Honorable mention two. Let's start with that. Honorable mention two. Series not dead. Women's basketball center stage. JSU women's basketball wins SWAC championship over Alabama State. One and two matchup all year long. Split during the regular season came down to two great teams that deserved to be in the championship. And it was a thriller all the way down to the end. Plays going back and forth. Made shots. Tough shots. Turnovers. Steals. Great plays. And Jackson State gets it done. I had to partner this with the MEAC Championship. Very few times do we get both of them in here. We had North Carolina A&T Aggies women's basketball as they defeat over Howard. They leave the conference winning a championship. This is after the men was disqualified for somebody testing positive COVID. Or at least they thought, you know, that's a whole different story, how that ended up going back or whether it was actually a false positive test, which would have been crazy when you think about it. Uh, but the Lady Aggies got it done. Tough one there. Last shots. Uh, things went in. Free throws. All those big plays in that matchup. It was fascinating. That is the honorable mention. That's how tough it is to make the top ten. The other honorable mention was Albany State's Golden Rams ascension. Albany State football runs the table and SIC championship gets it done. Finally beats Miles. Gets over that hurdle. And they have the unique trip there. They lose a teammate, but in their second-to-last game, big game they have, um, they have a depth of a teammate. We all talked about here, Adonis Butler. Rest in peace to him. Uh, they scored 57 points in that regular season contest, getting a late touchdown to make sure they could put up the 57. And in honor of him, they take a kneel on the extra point so they can make sure they preserve the 57 points. 
They get another shutout in terms of what they were doing all season. And I think Albany State's season would have been even bigger, except for you had the Division II fold, Bowie State, which will be in the top ten. I won't tell you where they are in terms of their run. It would have been fascinating if we take another historical step of how things would be different. Albany gets a different matchup in the first round. You saw the upset. If they get the upset and then they face Bowie State in that semifinals or whatever, getting into the quarterfinals, how that would have been interesting to see that matchup and who would have got it done. That was not to be destroyed. Bowie State wins two games in the NCAA tournament before they get to the quarterfinals and lose to the team that actually played for the championship and previously won it the year before. So fascinating when you talk about those. Let's park it right here. These didn't make the top 10. Any thoughts? Do you think one of these should have been in the top 10? I know you haven't seen the top 10 for everybody else, uh, but as you start to hear those top 10s, are you going to argue if one of these should have been in there? As we get to it and go down the list, you can tell me which one you're going to pull out at a later point where you're going to say one of these two should have been in there. I'm going to start with you, Professor Drew. You think one of these teams, one of these two should be in the top 10? Uh, it's, it's kind of tough. You know, uh, earlier today, we kind of paired Albany State and Bowie State together because just that Division II run that we had, I don't know if people realize we had uh, – Four teams in the top 10 at one point in time this season with a 15 just outside mm-hmm. of the uh, top 10 in a uh, super region two. So if you pair all of that together, division two football itself, then I could move that entire, as Mike says, that entire data point into the top 10, but as a singular event, no, I think, I think Albany state is right about where it should be. Mike, I asked you, um, do you like these as honorable mentions? Uh, you go in a different direction, something sticks out to you uh, about these things <clears throat> right here? No, I, I do agree with my compadre there, Mr. Drew, Senior Drew, on the Albany State. If you pair them with Bowie State, then that's a whole different data point. You can make an argument for that. But by itself, I agree with where it's at. I think in my top 10, I actually had the JSU's basketball squad somewhere in the top 10. You can make you know, an, an argument that was a terrific season. Um, if Alabama state is in the West, that's really your championship uh, during the regular season. So they both had tremendous seasons. So to make a read, I believe this was our first championship. Yes. So I, I think they just had a phenomenal season. You could make kind of the argument. I think I had them somewhere. I can't remember. I'm talking about maybe at eight and nine on my list. That I submitted to you, but. That's the other one you can make an argument, but I think it's fine where it's at. I think you have it at number 11. So that's the only one I can say you can make kind of an argument just because of that phenomenal swag women's basketball run and championship. Uh, With that, let's get into the top 10, the first five on our list. Let's go with number 10. Conference churning. You know, I love to talk about conference churning and conference churning continue so i looked at this in terms of all the conference obviously the biggest one out there is the fact that swag starts fall 21 season as a 12 member league with the expansion of florida a&m bethune cookman coming into the league i thought that was fascinating but you also had the MEAC journey with teams leaving outside of the uh the MEAC outside of FAMU and bethune cookman one that actually started if you would in terms of 2021 not saying that we're going back when hampton left but yeah, North Carolina A&T as they begin uh, their Big South Conference membership. 
uh, as they joined former fellow members in uh, MEAC Hampton over there in the Big South. But you also have some Division II changes. Yeah, Edward Waters University, as they moved from a college, as they were making this turn, separate thing, but they moved from Edward Waters College, Edward Waters University, uh, and you have Allen University as they accept invitations to join the SIC in terms of that process. Obviously, Edward Waters is transitioning in, so they had that process as well as Allen as they were moving from the NAIA. So that's going to be fascinating when you look at it. Um, you also have the same thing taking place in Texas, HBCU program moving uh, to university status when you talk about Jarvis Christian College moving to Jarvis Christian University. So fascinating that you're starting to see uh, these universities, HBCUs, not only get some of the due diligence they have in that process, but uh, in general, more specifically to athletics, but also doing it from an academic perspective. So that's number 10. Let me go to nine before I ask you to chop it up and get some thoughts on that. Uh, go to number nine, if you would. Number nine, we're going to look at the HBCU coaching changes. Eddie George is hired in the spring of 2021. That seems so long ago after the season, you may have forgot that it just happened. Yes, it happened this year, 2021. Dawson Oldham's leaves Southern for Norfolk State. We see how eventually that trickles down. Uh, but that was a move when Scott left and took a uh, assistant job at an FBS program. He leaves that program open. They end up getting Dawson, and the rest is history. As Eric Dooley leaves Prairie View for Southern University, still looking for a coach over there at Prairie View. Uh, as the FCS HBCU program is the only one looking for a coach at this time. Looks like it will run in 2022 before a coach is hired there. You have Hugh Jackson that leaves Tennessee State as the offensive coordinator, and he takes the head job at Grambling State. Cedric Thornton quietly leaves Alcorn as the defensive coordinator for the defensive position at Grambling, joining Coach Hughes. I think that was quietly one that might have got left in the mix, but it's part of those Big-time coaching changes. Uh, coach Reginald Ruffin leads Miles College AD and head coach for the AD head coaching job at Tuskegee. A couple of more out there, but those are the ones that I thought were big in terms of that because now Miles is vacant, and I'm hearing some intriguing names there. I'll leave that as a tease and let you know uh, what I find out when it's time to uh, put that information out there. But it could be a big name that's heading over to Miles College. Between nine and 10, do you flip any of those? Do you think one of them shouldn't be in the top 10? Uh, starting with you, Mike, or do you like my nine and 10 uh, at this point in terms of big time moves this year? No, Doc, I actually got to give you the thumbs up. I like the way you do the, the sub data points. Your 10 was actually my 10 with the conference churning. And for this reason, I don't recall the last time we went into a football season, either spring or fall where we had this much conversation, this much debate about what could be, what possibly may happen. I mean, take us back early, even the fall of 2020, we were, you know, here, you know, this coach may be here, then prime time starts. Then we have Eddie George. Then we had Dawson Odom and all of his years at Southern. And where's he going to go? He ends up at Norfolk State. I've never heard this much conversation and debate, or at least it's been a while, about all of the coaching moves and the turning uh, that occurred over the, I'd say maybe a six to eight month period of time. So it should be on here. I like the way you sub bulleted out is a bunch of sub data points. So you got a whole formula up in here. 
So I like that. I, I wouldn't move it. I wouldn't touch it. Uh, so leave it as is. It, it is as advertised. Thank you, Professor Washington. Professor A.D. Drew, let me ask you from this perspective. What was the biggest coaching move that you saw in 2021, in your opinion? Yeah, it's nice when we get to take all these subs, but I'm going to put you on the spot. And it's your answer, so it's not wrong. But which one was the biggest hire in terms of 2021 and why? Well, it, I can't get the answer wrong, but I will say you wrong for that, for asking me that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, the biggest coaching hire in 2021. Wow. On a personal level, obviously, I have to go with uh, Reginald Ruffin coming from uh, Miles to uh, Tuskegee because not only does uh, Tuskegee get a quality coach and athletic director, I don't want to hear about them combining the jobs. That's That's a different discussion for a different day. We don't have time for that discussion on this show. But uh, but it changed the power in the SIAC West. Uh, in addition to giving Tuskegee a quality coach, because you took you took from who has been the perennial power for the last five years and brought him back to the traditional power uh, in Tuskegee. But overall, who I've almost got to go with Dooley going from Prairie View to Southern for those same reasons. You shifted the power in yep. the West by taking it, by taking it, as they say, the head off the snake. That I'm sorry, that's no no pun intended with me being a rattler, but you took the head <laughs> off the snake and, and shipped them over there to Southern. So uh I think that's the thing. 16 openings, 16 coaching changes in 2021, Dr. Cavill. Five still open, one on the FCS level, four on the Division II level, Savannah State, Miles, um, Johnson C., and St. Aug, I believe, are the four that that still remain open. So uh, last thing, I dropped number 10 on our list, and I moved the uh, Albany State into, into that spot thus far. Okay, I like it. Good right. way to mix it up. Let's get on to it. Let's get to eight. We're counting down. Eight and seven. We'll talk about that. Diamond thrillers for Southern and Norfolk. Somebody forgot about the Norfolk. A lot of folks says baseball is big in the SWAT, so it made my top ten, but I did it as a combo because one of the games was probably the best game played that nobody saw, which was sad when we have all the streaming platform we got but you had the dramatic ninth inning three went 24 and 0 in terms of conference play made it through the gauntlet of the tournament had the rival on the rope or at least you thought and end up losing seven to six 2021 swag baseball tournament was a thriller even the home run itself was to some degree controversial because they had to do the replay. I think they personally got it right. Uh, for those that do not remember, the right fielder went to the fence and it happened. The ball was going over right where the um, door that goes into the pitcher's batting box, I and mean, pitcher's backup spot, if you would, in terms of where they are. Okay. Um, he hits the door where they warming up. And it does open, and at first it looks like he catches the ball. 
and then it falls out. So you're trying to figure out as he comes out, does he have the ball? Then you see it on instant play, it's down on the ball. You realize actually that the ball travels just over his glove uh, as they slowed it down and played it several times. So obviously they come back after reviewing it. First review. This is the first SWAT championship game that they do of review and have the cameras. People don't realize that there was actually a debate between then assistant commissioner, Dr. Jason Cables, about whether they should go ahead and have the replay available. Thankfully, they did, because you can only imagine what would happen if they didn't. Now, Dr. Jason Cables, the VP of Athletics, Athletic Director, if you would, over there at Alabama State, and they get the call right. But let me get into the other game that nobody saw. This game went into 11th innings. And guess what? It was a 7-6 game as well with Norfolk State 25-6 over North Carolina Central 27-20. The Eagles actually ended up closing out the program. They were seeking their first championship, made it all the way to the championship game, had a great season, and it looked like everything was going to be about that. And there was going to be actually a World Series game for the major division between these two teams. Uh, everything didn't work out like that. And so that didn't take pieces <laughs> in terms of these upsets or some other reasons, if you would. But ultimately, Norfolk State wins their first MEAC champ baseball championship instead of North Carolina Central. And they do it in a third way. Tell me that this one shouldn't be number eight. Let me go to seven before I get your thoughts on that. Hopefully I did that well. Uh, you have the round ball success. So we're going to pit a little bit basketball and baseball. You get Texas Southern Tigers, Norfolk State Spartans. They go through this gauntlet of a season trying to deal with COVID um, as you have all these different cancellations. Subtext to this is you have Prairie View and Jackson State actually go undefeated. Prairie View gets the number one seed. They play a couple of more games. But you have Texas Southern that's seeded third in the tournament. They go to the tournament. They get Jackson State first. They go to overtime, if you will, but a big shot by the point guard weathers the senator overtime then a big shot to win it in overtime norfolk i mean texas southern gets over the hurdle of jackson state gets into the championship game second time in three years really two times in a row that you have prairie view and texas southern face up for a championship game last time was prairie view they got it done this time texas southern gets it done and they walk down prairie view uh unlike the first one which was a classic matchup. They went to the buzzer. The big story is, is Norfolk State coach gets it done for the first time as he's been an assistant uh, along the way that played in the champ. I mean, got a championship done as assistant, and, uh, but now he gets it done as the head coach wins the Northern Division, gets a big win over Morgan State that actually defeated him late in the season. Gives a little payback for that. But they both go to the open rounds of the tournament and they get big wins. First time in the history that both Miak and SWAC in the same uh, tournament get wins. First time in a while that you've seen them uh, have various wins. In addition, the start of 21 basketball, you get Texas Southern that gets a major upset of number 20, Florida. So I put all that together in terms of big play uh, basketball from the SWAC and the Miak from that perspective. Division ones that got a lot of line mark. So seven and eight, let me go to you. Professor Drew, let me start with you on this one. What are your thoughts about number seven and eight in terms of top ten? 
Ooh, uh, that that's kind of tough. I mean, those are some those are some good ones, Doc. I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna start with basketball first. You failed to mention that Norfolk already has nine victories. We're not used to seeing HBCU teams with nine wins until the month of February, Doc. And they've got nine victories going into 2022. Yeah, I like that. Great. Because of the schedule that, that they did to play. Uh, if but, it wasn't for some of the cancellations, they probably would have got 10 wins. Yeah, they would have got, got double digits. Yeah, they, yeah. they definitely would have had double digits if we're not for COVID. They would have got one more. You, I got to believe. So great point. I'm glad you added that in. While they didn't have the major – the fact that they got to nine division – uh, with what seven of them, eight of them, Division One wins as well. Yes, yes. So they should be looking pretty come uh, tournament selection time. Uh, hopefully, they'll even be able to get at large if they don't win the conference. But the the big the big story, Doc. Two pitches changed changed the face of HBCU baseball. One on mm. the East Coast, one in the Midwest. Two pitches. That's all it was. Two Two pitches, one by one in the MIAC, one in the SWAC, and we have a totally different baseball source. So I think that's the bigger, to yeah. me, that's the bigger story. Two pitches. <laughs> I love it. Mike, basketball or baseball? Seven and eight. What do you think? Let me start with basketball. All right, I'm, let me start with baseball. Man, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so, <laughs> so first of all, I guess let me start with baseball. Let, let's, let's, uh, history lesson. Jackson State was what? 24 and 0, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leading the league in batting average. I think it was 330. Leading the league in pitching, hands down, with a little over 4.3 ERA, team ERA. Leading the league all year in team fielding. Leading the league in less error. You, you get my point? Yeah, I <laughs> they, get it. They go into the tournament, and as Drew would say, maybe a couple of pitches, a controversial call, and they lose to Southern. Southern, at best, was fourth in the SWAC all year. And they come in and play that tournament competitively. They throw Their pitching ERA jumped by an order of magnitude of, you know, two, which is big in baseball statistically. So mm-hmm. I think big i didn't get a chance to see every game but that was huge so i think it should stay if you look at just the statistic the the if you if you looked at vegas they they had they had uh jackson state winning hands down so southern sounds like a familiar story yeah (laughs) hands down i was looking at the number i was like jackson state's got this they got pitchers i think they had four of the top seven pitchers in in the swag which is when you go into the playoff, you have to have arm. You didn't say that about Southern, but somehow, some way, all right, all right, I get it, controversial call and all of that good stuff. They found a way to pull it up. I thought that was huge. And then in basketball, you had PV winning the regular season, what, for the second, third year in a row, and they get, to, they get into third. Yep, the championship, and here they is. It's another PV-TSU matchup, and TSU just wanted it more. They grinded. And if you saw that game, they just wanted it more. So I leave them where they are in order. I, you know, keep the baseball ahead personally, just due to the sheer magnitude of what it took for Southern to overcome 
all of the challenges they had with a very powerful Jackson State team going in. Their bats were phenomenal. Their, their slugging percentage, I don't think in the last five or six years, there's been a team that has a higher slugging percentage than Jackson State had. So, Good stuff, good stuff. Let me jump in here and go to number six. Aggies great track team on earth. As they like to say, the greatest, home, greatest homecoming on earth. Now they can say that they had the greatest team on earth, a track team, men's and women on earth, maybe. North Carolina A&T State men's and women's track international stage and international stage with NCAA championship um, in terms of individual relays. Uh, also, in terms of their Olympic performance, the number of folks they had participating in the Olympics, I think was big, and a lot of people may have kind of forgot that. Uh, but it all came right around the same time when you just get enough of celebrating what they did at the NCAA tournament. All of a sudden you hear about all of the different uh, runners being able to run in the Olympics for their country. That was significant and huge in terms of what took place there. At number five, I'm going to sneak that in so we can save the top four, if you would. Bowie State and all we do is win. All they do is win. Bowie State Bulldogs win their third consecutive CIAA and HBCU mid-major championship winning 12 straight games, and they do this one in fine fashion as they make an unprecedented run for the program to the quarterfinals in the NCAA Division II football playoffs. And that's one reason I kind of separated from Albany State is just how dominant they have been over a period of time, and they encapsulated in the perfect way this year in terms of making it to the quarterfinals and because of how things played out, that they even earned some national championships in terms of the Black College championship as there were four teams essentially a fight for the championship this year so i thought that was big when you talk about that let's take a break and we'll come back and get your thoughts on some of that as we get into uh four and three and make sure that we close that perfectly stick with us we'll be right back after the break we gave you the top the bottom six i should say come back as we give you the top four from novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus personal customer service slow burn is waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com that's www.slowburnwaco.com You see, Head & Shoulders has a scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working! I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders Scalp Shield. Never not working. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support myjbn.com backslash support for more information. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Fisher. Before I get your thoughts on this, uh, as Charles is out on assignment, so we have Professor A.D. Drew in and Professor Washington. Before I get your thoughts on 6-5, let me jump in there with number four. Let me give you number four and get all your thoughts on this. All, Alabama A&M overcomes COVID-19. This is the thing that I thought was important. It's not that they just won spring uh, championship. 
I don't think people appreciated what they were overcoming to do COVID-19. We had folks that literally were shut in. They wouldn't leave their house at the time. And you had all these different things that you were trying to do to be able to coalesce your team in such a way that you kept them from having to not postpone a game, if you would, because they had COVID-19. You dealt with all the postponements on the other time when you didn't have to play games, whatever. But then when you got on the field, you got it done and played through it. I think that says a lot. There'll never be another championship uh, for the most part where you have to deal with it from a football perspective, it looks like. But who knows? COVID-19 is doing all these different variants as you talk about in terms of uh, the Greek alphabet. So maybe I need to slow down on it. But I did want to make sure that people really focus on what this team had to overcome in terms of dealing with COVID-19. This championship was won literally in the middle of a world pandemic that some people are now choosing to look at it maybe as an endemic in terms of what's going on because it just has the variations. So in terms of 654, sticking with you, Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of the breakdown as we get into 654 on the top 10? So I had Alabama A&M and their performance in the spring out there. I did tie in COVID. I didn't have them as number four. My my personal opinion, this is not anyone. I think you have to move the, the performance of North Carolina A&T and their track team up a little I don't, I don't know if you can understate the performance that they did, men's and women. You so know, you see them at least top five? Yes, absolutely. I, I can see that. I can see that. Great point, mate. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Dwayne Ross, I mean, Trevor Stewart, uh, Cambria Taylor White. I mean, you name it. They were setting records in the 4 by 4 the mile relay, and the 4 by one The 4 by 4 you relay, you know, one of the fastest – times twice this year or twice this year <laughs> and they finished overall team statistics i believe second or third in the ncaa final so i i think i it's been a long, long time since i said hbcu com, i'm competitive and i knew everyone knows we could do it but the way that in which they did it convincingly i mean i i, I in my opinion they're in the top five i like it good point Go back in the archives because we have interviews with six, five, and four. We have interviews with the track coach uh, and the top runners in terms of that. Go check the – we have an interview with Coach Maynard in terms of what he was able to do with Alabama A&M, and we have an interview with Coach Wilson and what he was able to do with the Bowie State Bulldogs. Think about that. We all had those interviews right here on Inside HBC Sports Lab. AD Drew, six, five, four, any problems with any of that? It, it, it's tough. I understand Mike's argument, but it's tough to you're splitting hairs here, Mike. That's the best yep. way to put it. You know, Bowie State, the best uh, last time we seen a performance like Bowie was Tuskegee 2016. And before that was Winston-Salem 2012. So, you know, that has to be up there. But have we ever seen a performance like uh, North Carolina A&T's track? I mean, we've seen Alabama State dominate the SWAC on a conference level, but we haven't seen anyone dominate on the national level like A&T did. And just the fact that we're able to play spring football, and you have to really throw the SWAC story into into that for spring football. When they canceled the fall season, they were the first ones to come out and say, we will play in the spring. 
So let's back it up. That's that becomes part of this story to even give yeah. Alabama AM the opportunity to play in this yeah. spring. You know, we rag on Alcorn, but Alcorn, Alcorn made a decision that they felt w- was appropriate. There were many games that were played, rescheduled, or just out right canceled and then there was one game in particular that should have never been played and that's that butt whooping that Southern put on Grambling when they got all their players back the day before the classic yep. uh at the, at the end of the season so you got to give Alabama eight of all their props for surviving all of that and still coming out on top four games five games one game I don't care they they had what was in front of them yep <laughs> I, I can't, 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 can't disagree with that one either. He says, uh, <laughs> Drew, you're supposed to be the voice of D2. He says, say all AD, say all AD. He says, you got to talk about some track in terms of that. Much love. Good point, Steve Gaither. We showed my, this love. My, as, my bad, brother. My as, bad. Uh, Dr. Holmes said, <laughs> men's yeah, third right. women's was fourth in the national in terms of NCAA. That was big uh, yep. to talk about that. St. All continues the historic that they do in the track. So you certainly could have put all that in there. I'm glad you did that. Let's look at three and two before we get to number one. Number three, South Carolina State football shocks the world. South Carolina State Bulldogs started the season 0-3, then went to 1-4, went six out of seven, goes 5-0 and in the MEAC, some close ones there, but they get it done, and then they get their opportunity. And this is what we talk about a life lesson. When you get the opportunity to shot, you better make it work, and they sure did as they defeat the unanimous number one HBCU team across uh, various polls that were out there, the FCS national 15th ranked uh, team in many polls with Jackson State, and that was the NCAA official poll, if you would, uh, Jackson State Tigers in that 2021 Cricket Wireless Celebration Bowl. The throw chaos, as some people would talk about in terms of national picture. So I thought that was fascinating. So I want to shout out South Carolina State and making it to the top three. At number two, Rattler Mania is what I'm calling this. The SWAC era begins, but they had so many different things as they were stacking up this. Yes, they canceled the spring. Women's no basketball. They did get basketball, and they made a surge in the Southern Division. Couldn't get it done against North Carolina a in some close contests. They were un- undefeated at home until that game against North Carolina a where they looked like they may have tried to get a piece of the Southern Division as they were leaving, credit to the Aggies on the men's side to get it done. But Florida A&M signs first of its kind apparel deal with LeBron James, the biggest name in basketball that's out there, certainly one of them, if not across the world at this current time. Florida A&M earning an FCS playoff as a large bid as a member of the SWAC that hadn't been done for the SWAC in uh, multiple decades, hadn't been done in the MEAC in a decade as well. Florida A&M's women's volleyball team, uh, first SWAC championship in a five-set match against Jackson State where they had defeated each other. Family had all these non-conference wins. Uh, Jackson State came through the regular season and got it done. Fascinating when you talk about all these different things heading into it uh, uh, is the reason why I say Rattlemania. SWAC era begins, and let's not throw uh, knowledge in terms of what they were able to do with the attendance at home. Uh, even when you question their first game of not having attendance out there, attendance was off the chain, multi-million dollar games at home that they earned in terms of making this uh, switch. So 3-2, let me stick with you, Professor Drew. 
Any problem with three and two on the list? Yeah, I got a problem. And look, Rattlers, I got my degree. Y'all can't take it back from me. <laughs> but I really think the number two could be bumped out of the top five, and you could take five, four, and three, nice. and, and six, five, four, three, and move them up and drop Fab to sit number six. It was, it was a, it was a top ten story, but I'm not sure. It, 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 it doesn't outshine what South Carolina State did as far as cause uh, the controversy that, and it's not controversial that they won. But it's controversial as who is the number one team in HBCU football. So that's the controversy. I see that. Yeah. Do, see do, that. Does not trump the AT track story. Does Ooh, not trump yeah. Bowie Bu- 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 State. So uh which which one am I missing? Uh, what was number four again? I missed number uh, number four was Alabama AM overcoming COVID 19, the winter spring. All right, I, I we 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 can split hairs right there. You could go with either one of them at number five, but those other three definitely should move up above this one, in my opinion. And why not par for the course for South Carolina State 2020? You know, we had all other chaos in 2020. Why not have chaos over who's our national champion as we have four of them right now? Four. (laughs) Exactly. And why not have 22? Two times two is four. Four national championships. So, uh, so why not? why not have controversy right here on who's number two? I love it. Perfect segue as I get to Washington, Mike, Professor Washington. What's your thoughts on three and two? Look like you agreeing with Professor Drew there a little bit. I agree 150%. Um, oh, man. I, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> you know, God bless you all to the Rattlers and your little thing you do right there. But <laughs> you can do that out the top five. I, I think... <laughs> You cannot trump the performance of the North Carolina a and I'm sorry. And then South Carolina State, I don't think anybody in the world saw them coming, which they came out of the – not left field. They came from the Sudan. <laughs> and they started the season over the million, over three, I'm sorry. And they came out, and they did their best impression of Ali. If you saw the Will Smith version of Ali. The rope dope Everybody thought that was supposed to be into the swag. That would they weren't supposed to do anything. They thought it was in, but they got it wrong. They got it wrong. So I'm telling you, that one is probably a number six. You can move three, four, five all the way up. I, I actually had the South Carolina State uh victory over Jackson State, which so many people had crowned. I have that as either one or two. I love it. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's go to number one. Hold on, hold on. Let's take a quick break, and we'll bring you back. That's what we call a tease, and we're going to give you number one. Promise you. Stick with us. We'll be right back, and we'll give you number one and see what your thoughts are on the number one sporting event for 2021 amongst Doctorville's top ten. We had the ups and downs, whether somebody should be in top five. Now we're really going to get the thought to see what you think about the number one. With that being said, next year is the Eye of the Tiger, so I'm not sure if that gives you much indication. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you guys for what you do 
for HBCU athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for 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 all of us. This is our ESPN. So we 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 love what you guys do, Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN. We really appreciate what it is that you got you guys do for us. go back to you know we talked to our friends uh, Charles Bishop and Neely they follow Jackson State football and having dinner with them I mean they said this team feels like nobody can score three times on them three times he didn't say if it was three field goals three touchdowns Prairie View has scored twice touchdown field goal that's how good this defense is and whoa they are as good as advertised fourth best in all of FCS it got to get to the point where whoever we're doing the broadcast that week of the game, they're going to sit down with y'all because y'all know us better than everybody. Sure. And y'all know some of the inside stuff we do. that I may not tell them because I don't trust them. But sure. I trust us. I trust y'all. We appreciate that we trust. appreciate that, Coach. Much love, baby. Dr. Bill's inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Let me get it into you as we do it just like this. Uh, we have return of the Mac. No, not return of the Mac, but we have return of Jackson State Tigers. As Charles Bishop would tell you, next year is actually the uh, the Chinese year for the Tiger. Uh, but they, it looks like they're a year ahead of schedule. Uh, some will be will say that, no, they're right on schedule because you'll see in 2022. Uh, it will be interesting to watch. Jackson State and Coach Prime signs the nation's number one ranked recruit, Travis Hunter. Big story still going on. You still talk about the fact, the reverberations of what that means. Now you're hearing that they're not necessarily done, so there may be other number um, top recruits out there, five stars is what they're looking at. This really has everybody up in the hizzy in some ways. Fascinating stories galore. But then you got to really look at deeper in that. Jackson State Tigers win – their first SWAC title since 2007, go undefeated 8-0 in the regular season, including winning the SWAC championship game. So they go 9-0 against SWAC competition. Um, in this new expansion era, 12-member SWAC, so they're the first one to do it. JSU football attendance in the spring and really in the fall was off the charts. Last three games they had, they had over 50,000 people in attendance in terms of what they were able to do probably would have put 50,000 along with South Carolina state in the celebration bowl, but they capped that at just over 48,000. You talk about basketball. We said earlier, you talk about what they did in baseball. We talk about what they did in volleyball. So the entire program is performing at extremely higher level, particularly in 2021. So for that, it is the return of Jack state tiger. My number one story line in terms of sports events is essentially anything that's dealing with Jackson State Tigers right now is hot and fire grease. With that, I'm going to go back to you, Professor Drew, since you set the world on fire. Let me see if you have any <laughs> questions on this one uh, in terms of the number one story for 2021. No, uh, it's, it's kind of tough. I mean, Jackson State, Jackson State Athletics, period, uh, they, they, they dominated everything that they played. They competed. 
and everything. If they didn't win, they was in, in multiple championship games. So, yeah, Jackson State Athletics is uh, is up there. The, I, I'm trying to think who would have who who could we have said would have been second. Uh, and and it's tough because you would have had to have played in the spring and in the fall to compete with Jackson State. You know, Alabama A and M had a run at it. Uh, outside of Alabama A and M, I really can't tell you anyone else who may have been able to put a run on. Jackson State being the, you know, over as an overall program, the best program in uh, HBCU sports. That's, I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> Mike, what are your thoughts on the number one story? Did I get it right? Yeah, I, I would have lumped some a lot more into the recruiting, what they've done overall for recruiting. Not, oh, yeah, throw it in there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I would have added a lot more in there. Going back, yeah, because you had the, top recruiting class, one of the best in the country. Right. Highest that you've seen since FCS, since they recorded it, obviously. So um, good point. I'm glad you added that yeah. in. Mike. Yeah. The other thing is, going back to your point, the, the only team I could think that, that mirrors the performance that Jackson State has done athletically, maybe a, a, a year or two back, North Carolina A&T, baseball, track and field, football, Celebration Bowl, I think what uh, you know, number of victories. That's about as close as you can come with North Carolina. We were saying for a while on this show is rather, man, you want to send your kids to North Carolina and because, you know, they, you know, their programs all around were doing really well. That's about as close as you can come uh, or mirror it. So, you know, for lack of better terms, more or less in certain areas, but I agree. You, it, I, there are no other teams from my perspective that come close to Jackson State. So I think you got this one, right? I think it was my number two, Dr. Cavill and I had the Jackson, the South Carolina State victory is number one, but I think you can flip flop. It's you're splitting data points there, and they have, yeah. you know, from my from my perspective, equal value. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Great points you make there. I think when you talk about A and T, 2019, I think it's without a question. 2020, they started off in a position that was really yeah. hot there, uh, but not having football uh, in right. the fall really hurt them. Um, and not having any of those sports, obviously volleyball, they couldn't show up. Then you come to the spring, they don't have any spring football games. So you're talking about a year off where they're outside of the window. Um, and so up the, the track and fields men was high. And that's why they, you could argue maybe, as you said, they should be top five. Uh, but I think it's hard to put them any further because of the absence. Now, I think the big question coming in for A&T with that is, how quick do things go in a different cyclical area? And now that they're in the Big South, that they're a little bit outside of the window, the importance of winning is going to be even more important because they're outside of traditional windows and areas that you cover HBCU programs with the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. Shout out them as an honorable mention in terms of them being able to real build after losing two teams. I'm going to shout them out a little bit. Uh, and then, obviously, the SIAC. CIAA, the MEAC, as they were able to hail story, winning the MEAC SWAC Challenge and closing out with the Celebration Bowl has revitalized them in a lot of ways. And then, obviously, the king of it right now is the SWAC. Go ahead and get your final thoughts in. Uh, uh, you, you, said G, you said GCAC. One team that could uh, make an argument on that level 
would be Xavier of New Orleans. I mean, they Good won. They yeah. won the men and women's uh, basketball. They've had a. Uh, they won. Ba- they were competitive in baseball. Reaching the finals of the Black College World Series. Reaching the NAIA tournament. Uh, they they won the spring GCAC volleyball championship, then went to the Red River Athletic Conference and won their first volleyball championship yep. in the Red River Athletic Conference. So they put it yeah. nice, nice. Uh, if, if you follow HBCU tennis, you know, you know, Xavier's tennis program it is dominant. So Xavier on that level could par. Jackson State, obviously, they don't play football, but everything else, they're on par with uh, Jackson State. Oh, I love it. Great little nugget there. Any final one that you have, Mike, in terms of your final thoughts as you just saw Professor Drew show out there? Uh, No, I think the the one that wasn't on my list was uh, uh, I actually had an honorable mention. PV's golf team won third third, uh, SWAC championship. Back to back, that was an honorable mention. There, quietly getting it done, men's and women's golf. So I had that as I didn't mention that earlier, but I'd be remiss if I didn't. I kind of like AD Drew. I have people throwing pins and you know building voodoo dolls of me if I didn't mention PB in sunlight, and that to me is the area where they got to get mentioned. I think to your point though, you talk about all sports trophy in terms of overall what teams did. They finished uh, in. Overall, in terms of sports, uh, close one in men's, two in women's, but overall they got it done. Shout out to Alabama State. I think the question you have with Prairie View uh, in terms of them being higher on the list in terms of a top ten or even an honorable mention um, is the fact of not being able to finish the deal in football. That would have been huge to get them over the hump. But you're right. In terms of honorable mention, I do think when you look at the totality of that program, uh, there should be a lot of – credit going there. It's a great point you put in there. That'll do it for us. I hope everybody enjoys what we were able to get done for Dr. Bill's 2021 Top 10 HBCU Sports Moments, if you would. The big time events for 2021. I hope we have just as exciting 2022. Again, everybody out there, be safe. Enjoy as you close out 2021. And let's get ready for a big 2022 because we're going to continue to bring you the latest and greatest. Great interviews, great conversation, great dialogue in the lab. 2022 check us out as we say thank you for the listeners for making it a great 2021 for us hopefully you enjoyed all the things that we're able to do uh some of the remote broadcasts in terms of bringing you into our houses literally doing COVID-19 uh in terms of when we were quarantined in so many ways and making things interesting thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yacobil, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. I want to shout out for Professor A.D. Drew for coming in, running the shop, and getting on the front side of the camera, giving us insight in terms of top 10, does a wonderful job like he always does. Make sure you check out, again, Sports Wrap with Brian and AD. They did a marathon. If you really want to get some great details, big-time news, um, share that with you. As they did on the show, uh, do want to make sure that we acknowledge those that we lost in 2021. They did a great breakdown of those names, so please go and check that out. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. 
inside the HBC Sports Lab One uh, on YouTube, um, in terms of Facebook, inside the HBC Sports Lab, inside the HBC Sports Lab One on Twitter. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. With that, AD. Deuces, everybody. Peace out. We love you. Of course. Lecture, Mike. Dismissed. Goombay money. Left happy Kwanzaa. Happy, happy New Year. Yes. Remember Great those job. bullets Great that job. go up must come down. <laughs> Great job. Way to sneak back in there right on top.